The Long Box Crusade presents... Action Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 2017 versus 1985. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Welcome back to Action Film Face-Off. This is the show where two random years are selected. My brother will bring an action film from one of those random years. I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle. We use a variety of criteria, and a champion will be crowned by the end of this episode. I'm Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. The Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, and my co-host is my brother, Jason the Weasel Skull. All brick, and we are both military combat vets who take our action seriously, but not too seriously. So let's have some fun. Yes, indeed. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of one through ten in five categories. Those categories are the story, the overall spectacle, the best action scene, the hero, and the villain. It's still not in that order. I apologize. I've asked Laurel to fix this so many times. I don't know what she's up to, but we'll get it straightened out. I don't know. Man. I don't know. We we got to have some words. That's all I'm saying. And then there will be the deduction round where up to 10 points can be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jason. And <clears throat> Jason and I are... We're a little befuddled tonight. We're not sure what to do. I see Jason combed his hair, and I see he put on a collared shirt, and he's, he's, he put on deodorant and and mouth spray. Even though you can't smell these things over the internet, but we have a girl here. We have a female. We have a woman. I don't know what to do. We asked Laurel for help. She didn't show up. I know. <laughs> Was really counting on her for this one. So, uh, well, let me introduce our sniper. Sniper at your feet. Sniper at our feet. Today we are joined by a sniper, and the sniper has just one point to give out in each of those five categories Jason just mentioned. So the sniper can sway the scoring by a total of five points. And let me tell you something, Jason. I don't know about your score sheet, but mine's close. And Kathy, oh, I already revealed who it is, <laughs> could quite possibly sway the entire episode. But we'll find out. Let's meet our sniper for this episode. It is Crusaders Club member Kathleen Bright. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Hi, hi, fellas. It's a girl. It's a girl, Jared. <laughs> what do we do? I don't know. <laughs> be cool, man. Be cool. All right, just be cool. You uh, got this. You got uh, this. Uh, hey. 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 <laughs> so far, so good, Jason. <laughs> so, so I'm not too scary, I promise. <laughs> no, Kathy's quite wonderful. She actually helped me uh, sit my table at a convention recently, so I got to know her, and she is all kinds of wonderful. But now she's going to be put on the spot because we ask all of our snipers this question. What are three of your favorite action films? And we will be judging you. Well, I gave it some thoughts after looking at my list of 600 plus films. 
And you want me to pick three. Yeah, just off the top of your head, though. That's the way to go. Go with your gut. I'm going to take a page from, what's the name of this podcast again? Jason, Action, film, face-off. Right. Face-off. One of my favorite movies. I have to watch it whenever it comes on. Well, John Woo action. I like that. Absolutely. Approve. I'm going to go with any of the Indiana Jones, depending on the day. Approved. You know, it could be any of the, any of the three. The fourth three-fourths of the movie. Great movie up until the end. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think there's a lot of people that agree with you on that. Probably including myself. (laughs) (laughs) The third one's my tough choice. Can I give any honorable mentions? Can I cheat? Since I'm a girl, do I get five? We don't know what the rules are for girls. Go Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I may make that rule. Girls get five choices. Okay. Uh, We're going to go with Inception. Okay. Because that film just completely knocked it out of the park with everything. And then... But did it? Yes. (laughs) I didn't understand a bit of it, but I enjoyed every second of that ride of that movie. (laughs) It was incredible. And to someone on this podcast, Chagrin, I'm going to say... No, don't do it. (laughs) I have to, because I just can't help it. I love the Fast and Furious movies. Every single one of them. (laughs) You can't go wrong. There's hot women. There's hot men. There's sexy cars. There's incredible music. And there's tons of action. Amazing action. I have to take your word for this because I haven't actually watched any of them. <laughs> I know. I, watched, I know. watched a couple, man, and it's just like... Oh, I didn't know you dipped your toe in, Jace. I did. I watched the first one that The Rock was in because I figured, <sighs> okay, we got The Rock in here. This could be interesting. And, I mean, there is a lot of action. And the cast is kind of charismatic, but it really just reminds me of... Basically, you and I wrote these movies back when we were playing Hot Wheels, you know, when we were kids. We're, like, we're going to wrap this thing off of this thing, and it's going to drive, and then we're going to fly into this plane. And we'll hook Absolutely. Into What's so wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, if you're, the, if you're in, the, in the mood for that kind of fun, then absolutely. I, I pick on Kathy behind the scenes about her love for the Fast and Furious, but I always end it by admitting I've never seen them. So I'm talking out of my butt on that. I do need to make the time to watch some. I actually heard that Kurt Russell shows up in a few, so I was like, ears perked up. I was like, Kurt Russell, what? I like some Kurt Russell. Did we get all yours? Did you have any others? I, I didn't count. Oh, well, <laughs> There's like nine in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> She's cheating all over the place, but that's all right. Well, I, w- I did want to add either I can't decide between Pacific Rim or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I wanted to throw some Asian flair in there, too. I love yeah. both of those movies. Those are both really good. Yeah, yeah those are both good choices. I, one thing I'll never forget about Crouching Tiger is when it came out and was popular, everybody was watching it. I called Jason and I was like, hey, did you see that new Crouching Tiger movie? Jason said, best Star Wars movie I've seen since Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. It was like I was Star like, Wars it is kind of like a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are y'all purists though? Do you watch the original language with subtitles or do you watch it in English? I think I saw it at the movies with subtitles. Yes. I might have watched it dubbed on dvd though i've seen it a few times i think i've seen it both yeah, same here i actually caught it at a little independent theater before it blew up big when i was stationed in north carolina and it was subtitled with original language and i that's kind of how i prefer it but in a weird twist of fate when i put them on a plex server i usually choose the dubbed one for my kids i think the original was done so well with 
the subtitles were placed perfectly where there's not a lot of action going on mm. in the mm-hmm. scene. So you have a chance to read and not feel like you're missing any of what's being filmed. So I'd agree with that. I, I remember not having an issue with it when I saw it subtitled. Perfectly fine. Good movies. Good selections, Kathy. I'm glad you were able to tell us what the rules are for when a lady is here, since we all know who's not here. Yeah. Laurel. Yeah, you're supposed to be telling us these rules. <laughs> we're, you're guessing. She gets sent to HR. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, excellent answers from Kathy. Even in the Fast and the Furious, I'll let you have that, just because I've never seen them. But before... Our two films enter the Video Dome Arena. We are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy early access to special long box episodes. They get to vote on show content and so much more. These are the folks that are reaping the benefits and giving some much-appreciated support to the show. Helica Wolf, Auburn Elvis, Bill Beer, Molested or Stash It, Braxton Underwood, Clinton Robinson, Dave Collins, but you can call him Battle Wagon, Battle Wagon, Gerald Green, Greg Van Leuven, every minute of it, come on, Jeremy L, Jim Jarman, Joe Thomas, John Watson, John and Maggie, Jose Poyo, Josh Strickland, Oh Serendipity. Hey, that's me, Kathy Bright. How wonderful that worked out the way it did. <laughs> Monstrous Mark Hatherly. Maxwell Traver. Michael Wagner. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Timmy, Tim Price, come on down. Toronto Cop. And Brad Morin. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Keep in mind, we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent edition, we'll get you added soon. No worries. You can let us know if we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get you straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Jason, don't bother. It's simple. And Kathy's done it. Just head over to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. For as little as one buck a month, you get access to the amazing world of Crusaders Club get to be cool like Kathy and cool like not Jason. Come check it out. <laughs> I'm on crusadersclub.com right now and it just says blocked. Why is that? <laughs> That's weird. Let's move on with the show. Well, let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film Gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. This episode, I was assigned the year of 2017 and I have selected Kong Skull Island starring Tom Hiddleston and Samuel L. Jackson. What year did the randomizer select for you? Well, I got 1985, and I put into our Videodome arena, Invasion USA, starring Chuck Norris and some other people. It doesn't matter who else. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've got a fine matchup, folks. I know that's in the script, and I say it every time, but I'm literally two points apart on mine. And again, Kathy's sniper bullets might sway this entire episode. Let's find out. But it's important to point out that this isn't a Jared versus Jason thing. We each had to select from our assigned year. I might like his selection better than mine or vice versa. This is all about us discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is going to be this episode's champion. Let's move into the part of the show where we tell people where to find it. I'm going to tell everybody right now. Invasion USA, hard to find. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? 
not available on a lot of services. Luckily, I had it on my Plex server, so I was able to share it with Panicking Kathy as she wanted to give it a rewatch, and she couldn't find uh, You originally found it on one of your services, right? And then it went mm-hmm. away. Right. I was able to search through the Roku. I don't remember exactly which network it was on, but mm-hmm. it was on there for free a month ago. Yeah, and I was trying to help her. I looked at Amazon and all that <laughs> stuff, and I just could not uh, find it. But luckily, I had my own copy from my Plex server, so we were able to get that straight. Now, Jace, how'd you watch Invasion USA? Well, I'll tell you, Jared. I, <laughs> I uh, actually went onto Amazon, and I was like, I'm going to go old school, right? I'm going to just order the DVD. So I type into the search window, Invasion USA. And what pops up, you all can't see this, but I'm holding up to the camera, the Chuck Norris action pack. I was like, yes, please. I will take one of those and then watch Invasion USA. It comes to my home. I open it up, put it by my TV. A few days later, I go to pop it in and I realize it does have four movies. Not a one of which is Invasion USA. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. So that's a long-winded way of me saying I had to pirate it off of your Plex server, Jared. (laughs) We all basically watch it off my Plex server. Yeah, it can be hard to find out there, folks. So I definitely would recommend going the Jason route and, well, actually ordering Invasion (laughs) USA, the DVD, because it doesn't come in the action pack. (laughs) So I would definitely recommend that. Now, as far as Kong Skull Island, I also had that on my Plex server, so I'm the wrong person to ask about digital distribution. But, Kathy, how did you watch Kong Skull Island? It is currently on HBO or HBO Max. Okay. Jason, same? Same, yep. Watch it on HBO Max. Okay, that's where it can be found out there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it's time for your spoiler warning. We are about to get into these films, and we're going to discuss the heck out of them. So if you have not seen Invasion USA or Kong Skull Island, we recommend that you pause your podcast right here, go watch them, and we'll be here when you get back on the other side of this musical break. Welcome back. If you watched them, I bet you're glad you did because they were pretty awesome. And with that, let me jump in with some quick info on 2017's Kong Skull Island. An uncharted island. Let me list all the ways you're going to die. Rain, heat, disease-carrying flies. And we haven't started on the things that want to eat you alive. We'll double that. Plus a bonus if we make it back. If? In this sturdy old part of the city Where the sun refused to shine Is that a monkey? God on the island. We don't belong here. But the devils live below us. I call them skull crawlers. Why? Because it sounds neat. Okay. Look, I just made that name up. 
I'm trying to scare you. I'm fine calling them that. Are you cool with it? Yeah, that, that seems like a good I like that the name. Skull Island starred Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and John C. Riley. Is directed by Jordan Vaught Roberts, and the synopsis goes a little something like this. You know, somebody thought it'd be a good idea to explore an island in the Pacific that may or may not have radioactive creatures. So a group of Vietnam soldiers heads over to check it out, and they find what they're looking for, and it finds them. Here's your trivia. The line, it sounds like a bird, but it's a ant <laughs> this entire scene was an outtake real scene in which john c Riley was trying to get the cast and crew to laugh by throwing out the most bizarre and outlandish imaginary monster he could come up with the director decided that it fit in with the skull island's bizarre ecology and he kept it in in a later interview the director said he wanted to include the giant ant in a scene but he couldn't due to budget constraints uh, put a pin in that, folks. Put a pin in the whole John C. Riley thing, because I think we're going to have good things to say about that coming up. Next trivia fact. The director admitted that he was strongly influenced by video games from his childhood, and that is why the movie contains many point-of-view shots of guns being fired, like in a first-person shooter. And a shot of a helicopter making a 360-degree spin towards the ground was inspired by a similar scene from a Resident Evil game. And what's funny is, you know, Jason knows this. I'm a huge gamer. Resident Evil, I beat them all. And that didn't even register to me when I was watching the movie. Like, when I read it as a trivia fact, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it, it didn't trigger that, no pun intended, in my memory when I watched it. So, finally, the copyrights of the King Kong franchise are complicated. The novelization of King Kong from 1933 is now in the public domain, which tells me I probably should make a comic book of it. Uh, <laughs> back to this. One small difference between the movie and the novelization is the name of Captain Inglehorn's ship. In the movie, it's the Venture. In the novel, it's the Wanderer. And if you notice, the rusted out hull of the Wanderer is in this movie, and that is a nod to the novel King Kong. So those are your trivia facts that I absolutely lifted from IMDb, which, you know, they, <laughs> everything there is true and not made, <laughs> made up, but hey, they sound legit. It's probably more true than Wikipedia, just saying. <laughs> the odds are probably higher. You are probably correct. So those are mine. Jason, what other film will we be discussing today? Well, I will give you good folks the rundown on 1985's Invasion USA. No one thought 
it could ever happen here. They are an army of international terrorists. America has not been invaded by a foreign enemy in nearly 200 years. Their target, America. Their objective, control. 18 hours from now, America will be a different place. Now, only one thing stands in their way. It's time to die. The cast and crew included Chuck Norris, Richard Lynch, and Melissa Prophet. It was directed by Joseph Zito. The synopsis goes a little something like this. When a Russian spy decides to mount an invasion of the United States, he plans for everything except Chuck Norris. Norris plays former CIA badass Matt Hunter and wages a one-man war on the forces of evil. So the trivia nuggets are as follows. Richard Lynch and his crew blew up a real residential neighborhood during shooting. It was actually slated for demolition at the time due to the expansion of Hartsfield Airport's runway. So the Atlanta Film Commission gave the Cannon Group permission to just blow up the houses. Yes! Pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought you'd appreciate this, Jared. The area is currently the site of the Georgia International Convention Center in College Park, Georgia. Mm -hmm. The second trivia nugget is, until 2007... This was MGM's second highest selling home video title behind Gone with the Wind from 1939. Wow. It was Gone with the Wind. Away. (laughs) It was Invasion USA. I mean, they're both cinema classics, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. They both took place in Atlanta, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Both had an invasion of some sort. (laughs) Yes. There was an invasion of one form or another. Mm hmm. And then finally, Whoopi Goldberg was Chuck Norris's first choice to play the female journalist. But Joseph Zito disagreed and cast someone else. (laughs) Cast that other lady. (laughs) Could you see her in the scene where they're in the cars trying to rescue her friend outside (laughs) the window? I thought about this and I would have loved to see Whoopi Goldberg as that journalist. I think that would have been entertaining. Mm. Well, her star was on the rise at this point because she was... Just about to hit that where she was she was cranking out a movie like every year, like Jumping Jack Flash and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Good movie. Good movie. And now that we have the basics on today's contestants. Ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. It's a street fight. It's a street fight. Time for a fight. But before we get into our rounds, let me remind you of a couple of things. The first thing is the game within the game. If you want to play match game, here's how it works. We have 10 possible matches between Jason and I. We have our scores here. We have not seen each other's scores, 
There's two films, five rounds, which equals 10 possible matches. So place your bets now on how many times Jason and I are going to match scores on this episode. Speaking of scores, let's talk about the score barometer. A five is middle of the road. It means it's okay. It's serviceable. It did its job. Think about a pretty decent made-for-TV movie. Did you ever see that movie Detonator with Pierce Brosnan? Boy, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's probably better than a five. But, <laughs> but you know, that's kind of TV movie stuff we're talking about right there. So, anyway, five's middle of the road. So, now your barometer is set. Also had Patrick Stewart in it, too. <gasps> and Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. I'm going to have to check this movie out. <laughs> I happen to know a guy who has it on his Plex server. He could probably help you with that. <laughs> I got a DVD somewhere around here. <laughs> All right. Now that our score barometer is set, you guys understand match game. Let's get into round one. Round one is the story. How engaging and original is your story? We will start with the story of Kong Skull Island. What are your thoughts on the story? And we will let Kathy... Ladies first. Actually, I love the overall story because it's a different spin on the Kong series. Mm -hmm. Him being the protector mm -hmm. of humans, not a monster that everyone assumes he is in these movies. I would definitely agree with that. Jason? That was one of the things I noticed as well. I, I guess I'll start off from my perspective. Number one, I thought it was just a really good ensemble of characters. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of uh, Vietnam soldiers, American soldiers leaving Vietnam, and they all had individual personalities and quirks, and, and they were all very memorable. Cole was my favorite, just chilling, eating his yeah, beans. That's right. <laughs> yeah, now, no, now, and now I have to tack onto that. <laughs> Jason, how many times have I complained on this show about how officers are portrayed in movies? I think that every movie there was an. Uh, the, yes, the, they're the always they're always treated like crap in movies, and that captain was cool as hell. Yeah. It's like there's no tactical precedent. We did the best we could. Yeah. <laughs> His best line of the movie. I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, wait, wait, we've got a young officer, and they're not treating him like crap in the movie. He's a cool character. I'm sorry, I got fired up. Back to you, Jason. <laughs> well, yeah, this age, there's been a lot of monster movies that they put out, a couple Godzilla movies now. There's just been kind of a resurgence of them. But to me, this one stands out because I really am invested with the characters mm -hmm. in the story. And I thought that was interesting. And I'll just wrap it up by saying the John C. Riley character was also very cool because now you have a soldier from a bygone war that's been part, he's now part of this culture and this island's culture, and he kind of bridges these two worlds, which I thought was very interesting and played with the ever-present humor from John C. Riley. I thought it just all blended together very well. Absolutely. Kathy? did want to make a point that it was the best Loki slash Captain Marvel movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bizarre Marvel team. Up, but, you know. It was. It and was Nick Fury was there too. Yeah. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And Victor Braga, but he's from the Fast and Furious, so you wouldn't know who that is. <laughs> and didn't Jossie Riley play a member of the Nova Corps in a cameo? In he did. Guardians? Yeah. yeah the first oh my Guardians God, movie. he did. That just occurred to me. <laughs> you are correct. Of, a lot of Marvel cats in this movie, but the only thing I'll add or, or rather underscore is something that Jason said. Jason and I have talked offline. You know, these kaiju movies, these giant monster movies, they're a lot of fun, but we both agree that almost exclusively 
we don't care about what's going on in the human parts. We're just like, just get to the monster breaking stuff or fighting or whatever. That's all we want to see. The human parts, I always feel bad for the writers of those movies because they're like trying to shoehorn in a story that nobody really cares about. This movie is the exception. This is the best, in my opinion, giant monster movie when it comes to the people parts. Like they were engaging. I don't know. Maybe Jason and I are biased because we are military guys. So I would look to you, Kathy. Do you, would you agree this has the most interesting people parts? Or it's okay to call us out if you think we're being biased as military guys. Just interested in your point of view. No, I absolutely agree. I'm just concerned that one of those, in my opinion, is the villain of the story. Oh, we will talk about that. We will talk about that. Absolutely. We have a whole category for villains. So I know. For your take on that. Before we get there, though, we got to talk about the story, the complexity, the humanity. That is the story of Invasion USA. <laughs> Jason, you get to go first this time. Your thoughts on the story? Because I have a funny feeling when you're done, Kathy's going to be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I refer back to my notes, I wrote down <laughs> story. There was one, kind of. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, about, that's about all I could say is it was pretty bare bones script. Bad guys invade USA and Chuck Norris fights them. That was pretty much it. In fact, as I researched a little bit into the movie, I found that there actually is much more of a backstory between the Russian spy and Chuck Norris's character of Hunter. There was a much richer story that Canon Productions just cut away so that it just went from one action piece to the other. That's what Canon does. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, don't bore us. Get to the chorus, man. Let's let's go. There's a story there, bare elements of one, not much to say other than that. Kathy, elaborate on the story of Invasion. No, well, I do want to talk about, it's the scene where they're sitting at, like, the park picnic table or whatever. The way he goes about trying to tear us up from the inside, like, Mm -hmm. we're trying to destroy ourselves versus an outside force trying to destroy the u.s does that make sense that's kind of what i got 100 percent. that was gonna be my tack on point at the end of discussion here that's exactly what i was gonna say the thing that did stand out to me as you know a guy who has helped plan and execute war fighting operations as jason has the bad guys plan of going after the hearts and minds and sowing interior problems I mean, one of their first tenets was make it so you can't trust the cops anymore. Right. You know, and like strategically speaking, it's a solid plan. It completely worked in this movie. Yeah. So that part, I give him a tip of the cap because Jason, I Jason's worked military intelligence. I've worked with military intelligence. We've seen battle plans before and that's that's legit planning. So I will give it that. But, you know, I thought that the landing craft was a bit much, though. They didn't really need the landing. (laughs) <laughs> we gotta make it look good on film yeah hey we got them we may as well use them right <laughs> okay let's double back and score these things and then kathy will load up her sniper bullet and pick which one of these she thought had a thicker and richer story i just a mystery about which one she's gonna choose but let's start with jason and i's one to ten scoring jason the story of kong skull island one to ten what do you have I gave it a seven. I thought it was well above average, as you indicated, particularly for the kaiju movies. There was a good plot. It's obviously setting up more stories to come. Whether those come or not, I'm not sure. 
but it was very serviceable and had a very good ensemble cast to carry it out. So seven for me. Well, people, we're starting match game early. I also scored it a seven out of ten. Invasion USA, Jason, one to ten. You know, I'm going to be honest here. You talked me up a point. I had originally given it a five. I thought it was just so middle of the road. But you and Kathy bring up a good point that the plot was actually fairly realistic. I guess I had overlooked that when I was putting the score down. So I'm going to give the story a six. Six it is. Well, this is going to sound weird. No match game. I gave it a seven. I gave it the same score I gave Jared. Skull Island, which in <laughs> retrospect seems really dumb. I hear the sniper loading their bullet right now. <laughs> the, only, uh, the only reason, now that I look at I think if I was more objective when I was doing the scoring, I think ultimately I will land on six, but I'm not going to change my score. I'm going to stay true to my score sheet. Admittedly, this is the first time I'd ever seen Invasion USA, and I was quite taken with it. I'd seen several other Chuck Norris movies, and I was like, this one is automatically one of my favorites. I just really liked it, so I think I was a little jazzed up. Was it him in the open denim sleeveless shirt at the very beginning? Okay, Yeah, that was hot. That was hot right there. We we talked about that scene when they put the the handcuffs on. Because, you know, that when they were putting those handcuffs on, they were like, do you want to button your shirt up? He's like, no, I'm good, (laughs) dog. When he's laying in the hotel room, just waiting with his shirt unbuttoned. <laughs> what is I mean, this? He had that sweater on the whole time. Did y'all not see that sweater he was wearing? <laughs> I totally saw that sweater. <laughs> that was a belt, man. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I've cheated everyone out of a match game. If I was to go back and objectively do this again, I would give it a six. I'm sticking true to my score sheet, and I've got a seven. That I'm mildly ashamed of, but I still really enjoyed the movie, so I'm not that ashamed. Okay, now that we've got our scores on it, it's time for Kathy to load up her bullet and give her point away to whichever (laughs) one she thinks is better. Kathy, Hmm. I can probably guess this, but who are you going to give your point to? You've got one point to give. You either got to say Kong Skull Island had a better story or Invasion USA, as written by William Shakespeare, had a better story. Which one (laughs) would you pick? There is absolutely no question. Kong Skull Island. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, with Kathy's sniper bullet spent on what I think is probably the right decision from the two stories. But hey, that's up to you to decide. You, the listener, can decide which story you like better. But we're moving on to round two. It's time to die. Round two, we're going to talk about the hero. So let's talk about how cool is the hero. And let's start it off with Kong Skull Island and kick it off to Kathy. It could be confusing. I can can see the hesitation. A lot of moving parts. I wrote a couple notes down on mine, too. I was like, well, that's my one issue with this movie. It's not very clear who the hero is versus Mm -hmm. who the villain is. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, we're all going to assume it's Tom Hiddleston because he's the lead. But Kong's the true hero, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm tracking all this, what you're saying. I'm with you. It's like you're cheating off my notes. He looks like he's been doing the some Tybo or something because his backside was popping. Just saying. <laughs> wait, wait, Kongs or Tom Hiddleston? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them doing the Tybo together. <laughs> or like Buns of Steel. That's what I was trying to think of, oh. Buns of Steel. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's kind of tough to differentiate hero from villain. I mean, I, I'm with you. Kong obviously had moments in there where he was, you know, he made choices 
to help certain people and to not mm-hmm. help certain people and definitely showed some emotion. And then well, because uh, the whole story is him protecting this island of these natives on this island. You know, right. he's their God. He's their protector. So in my mind, that makes him the hero of the story because he's protecting them from all these chart. What do they call them? Skull uh, or the skull crawlers or something like that. Oh, yeah, that. But then also what the military was dropping. Oh, destroying the, the island as well. Yeah, the seismic charges. Yes, that's what they were called. Sorry. So, yeah, it was really very complicated. Jared, what, where did you land on this discussion? The same as everybody else. Tom Hiddleston, I think they were trying to make him the lead, but really, like I said, Kong, even though at first half of the film, he's sort of adversarial. Second half, he saves everybody. I mean, even the complicated character that is Samuel L. Jackson can be viewed from both lenses. And Kathy's giving me a mean look because <laughs> she definitely keyed into his war hungry nature, I guess. He was uh, a bit war hungry. But then you got to remember that. I don't know about you, Jason, but, you know, I, again, view him through a military lens. And this was a man who truly cared about his men and his mission. And I can't hate him for that. Given the amount of information he had, I might have made the same decision if I was in charge of that platoon. It was a weird situation. That's not the vibe I got. When he's sitting in his office, he did not want to go home. No, he he, he lives for war. He knew that that was a suicide mission, in my opinion. I feel like he would rather go out in a blaze of glory than have to go home and deal with not being in a war or involved in the military anymore. Interesting. So I feel like, but again, I'm not military. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. No, that's so I feel like he intentionally risked their lives knowing that the majority of them probably would not come home. I can see that Uh, the way I saw it was similar like he was action hungry and he wanted to fight a battle that he could win. He just wants to win. And I think it really graded his nerves to the way that they were leaving Vietnam. And so he wanted another battle. I mean, he actually said, thank you, sir, for that mission to the True. guy, but interesting take. No, I I'd go either way. It's I, okay. The hero <laughs> villain line <laughs> in this movie is so gray, but yet it's a wonderful movie to watch. That's all I can say. Yeah, I'm with what both of you are saying. That it, Samuel Jackson obviously is one of the more complicated characters in the film, and in my opinion, does a brilliant job playing it off. The fact that we're here debating it is, is proof of that. So let's go to something that's a little more, uh, you know, we say black and white, cut and dry, Invasion USA. What would we think of the hero there? We'll start with Jared this time. Chuck mother. Norris. <laughs> I mean, like, why did they even give him the name like Michael? He should be Chuck Norris. It's all he needs to be. It's he, like in Jackie Chan movies. It's always Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. they always call him Jackie. Exactly. Chuck. He's the. He's just is eighties action hero. They, that could have been his name. Hi, my name's eighties action <laughs> hero. I liked him though because okay, so this is what I did like about him that I think kind of sets him apart a little bit. First of all, the thing he did with that dude in his beer bottle was really effing cool. The way he crushed the beer bottle that the guy was holding oh. with his own hand. All right, that was cool. That was pretty cool. I felt bad for the prostitute, whatever she was. Can't even get a good hit of cocaine these days. <laughs> I mean, come on. My girl's like, you know she's pulled an all-nighter. You know, she's like, she's pulling all night. She just needs a little bump, you know? Picking up, a little bump. 
up. <laughs> but the other thing I really kind of liked about Chuck Norris in this movie is he wasn't that take all comers must prove badassness all the time. I distinctly remember a scene where he was driving through a rough neighborhood and a lot of people were like challenging him and hitting his car and he was not, you know, oh, I'm going to protect I totally didn't car. get that. I'm like, such aggression. He's just driving through the neighborhood. <laughs> that was one tense neighborhood. <laughs> But I like the way that they show that he didn't have to fight every fight he came across, that he was on a mission and he knew where to go and what to do. Other than that, he was 80s action star. And I'll leave the rest to Kathy, whatever there is. <laughs> oh. All right. Pick that apart, Kathy. What, what do you got? I agree. He was cool, calm, got the job done. Boy, <laughs> did he. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you guys said it all, man. Uh, the only thing I'll throw in there is those Mac 10s, man. Those were awesome. Just got them the all what? hanging down. The Max. You got them all hanging down by his there. Just <laughs> I thought that was the coolest. Oh, I want action figures. I want to get a line of Chuck Norris action figures going now, Jared. How do we make that happen? I'm sorry. I can't help you because I'm preoccupied on how, how or if I will bleep Max <laughs> when it comes to the edit. That's you always tough. put me in these quandaries. It's your call, will action, Jared. Will the action figure be like felt on his chest? <laughs> or like all hair sticking out? <laughs> well, the make my, best, make my best gagging voice there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, soft, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like the G.I. Joe figures, the old 12 inch with the real facial hairs. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally remember this. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. We're off the rails here. Let's go ahead and score this sucker, man. Let's land this plane. Let's go back to uh, Kong Skull Island. Let's talk about the heroes there. Jared, what are you going to give the heroes for Kong Skull Island? Uh, this is one of those ones where it's kind of so spread out and nebulous, it hurts the score a little bit. I still really like the movie, and I really like the whole group. But I landed on a seven. I was like, just kind of overall seven. You know, that's where I landed. Match game there, I, I kind of felt the same way. I thought each one of those characters was very interesting. They all had little quirks to them that I found entertaining. Whether you consider Samuel Jackson a hero or a villain, he definitely commanded presence on the screen. So strong seven for me as well. What about Chuck Norris from Invasion USA, Jared? What are you going to give old Chuck? Well, <laughs> I gave him the Chuck bump. <laughs> And I gave him an eight just because it's Chuck Morris. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like this movie, so blow it out your ass. <laughs> the Max did it for you, didn't it? <laughs> Still don't know how I'm going to edit that. <laughs> no match game, though, Jared. I gave it a seven. I thought, uh, you know, using my standard of, is he as cool as Roger Moore from A View to a Kill? Yeah, he's about as cool as Roger Moore to A View to a Kill on this one for me. So, okay. seven. Okay, I understand. And uh, that just leaves the sniper to do her thing. Which one's getting your bullet? That is a tough one. I mean, I agree. My first Chuck Norris movie, it was pretty awesome. The rocket launcher at the end. But I don't know. I have to give it to Kong. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I knew oh. that the siren song of Tom Hiddleston was going to win this bullet. <laughs> oh, those dreamy Tom Hiddleston eyes got it. That's what it was. No, did you see the guns he was rocking when oh. he was? Anyway, sorry. Get to me, King here. Kong is the hero, not Tom Hiddleston. I understand. Yeah. yeah. I noticed none of us brought up Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I forget she's in the movie. I did too. I, even on the rewatch, I was like, is that Brie Larson? 
I noticed like, that when when I saw the list of the actors, I'm like, they didn't put Brie Larson on here. I wonder. <laughs> I don't know that she was used to any effect because it's like it's like eight minutes after the movie's over, I forget she's in it. Ah, ah. But they had to have the soothe beast scene with her, you know, touching Kong in that one scene. But I, I forgot. <laughs> like that's news to me right now. <laughs> I, I just I rewatched know. it this week, so I wanted I to know. be prepared. <laughs> oh goodness. All right, well, that closes out round two. Back to you, Jared. I'm going to kill them all, sir. All right, round three is the villain. How memorable is your villain? How fun is your villain? How engaging is your villain? How charming is your villain? How menacing is your villain? Do you got a good villain? Let's find out. Let's get to those murky waters (laughs) once again. (laughs) Kong, Skull Island. Jason, take the lead this time. Gosh, I guess we're going to rehash the old Samuel Jackson, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess you have to. Because he kind of was the villain in, in the end. and Him and a but, big lizard. Yeah, I mean, the, the big lizard was obviously the big bad in the movie as the boss. But at the end of the day, the big lizard's doing what the big lizard's going to do. I think to Kathy's original point, it's almost like we're seeing Samuel Jackson transition to the role of the villain. Because, like Kathy said, he just doesn't want to give up the war. And Jared, you brought it up too. He's frustrated that they're abandoning Vietnam and there's still a war to be won in his mind. He gets this mission to Skull Island. I don't think that he really anticipated getting in the situation he was in. But once Kong makes that presence and then kills his men, Mm -hmm. he becomes like Captain Ahab in Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. Good point, good point. And it becomes an obsession with him. That's kind of how I... I interpreted him as the villain of the piece. I'll let Kathy have a say. Once he realized Chapman was gone, he still pursued such a dangerous road just to get what he thought was going to be able to kill Kong because that was his only goal, risking everyone's life again just for that one goal. We don't go west, man. Nobody goes west. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about it. That's funny. Uh, I think those are all great and valid points. And Jason, I, I liked what you said too about we were watching him become a villain. He doesn't start out that way, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. But man, did it not lead to one of the most glorious pieces of cinematography you've ever seen with that explosion and then them, them just looking eye to eye. And Sam Jackson's not even moving as things are blowing up around him, <laughs> just staring him down. I guess that falls into the spectacle round. Yes, uh, I'm ready for uh, spectacle rounds. Oh, yeah. Looking <laughs> real good for Kong Skull Island. <laughs> yes, sir. It is. Uh, but let's wrap up our villain round and go over to Invasion USA. You had super creepy looking guy. What was that? I have some trivia on that if you guys are interested. Well, we're absolutely oh, interested. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the villainy of Invasion USA. And Kathy, go ahead. What you got? I researched because we know what's his name, Richard Lynch. Yes. He is very creepy, so I wanted to understand a little more. Did you know that those scars are real? Oh. Back in 1967 incident, he was in New York Central Park. Under the influence of drugs, he set himself on fire, burning more than 70% of his body. He spent a year in recovery, gave up drugs, and ultimately began training at the actor studio. Yeah. So it had a happy right. ending. 
<laughs> exactly. Now I kind of feel bad when I'm like, he looks creepy because now that that's, well, that's legit. But but he used it to his advantage. Of, yeah, you know? good for him. Good for him. Dang, now I feel like I didn't do my job. Yeah. <laughs> Over to you, Jason. <laughs> he was creepy and mean and I didn't like him. <laughs> Why did you have that IMDb? <laughs> That was Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jason, follow that. What did you think about Richard Lynch as the villain? I can't remember what his character's name was. All the characters' names don't matter in Invasion Uh, I think it was like Karzov or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's some Russian name. Yes. Interesting bit of trivia, though, that in Germany, West Germany at the time when they showed the film, uh, they changed it to an American name and gave it an American accent because the Cold War tensions were so high at the time they didn't want to anger the Soviet Union. It's Mikhail Rostov was his name. Rostov. Ooh, that's right. yes. Saving our bacon again. Look at that, man. She <laughs> that was IMDb. <laughs> she is earning her pay today. Note that, Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that the villain actually was pretty good. I thought he did... A fine job. Actually, when I saw the movie when it first started out, they had Billy Drago at the very beginning. I was like, oh, Billy Drago's a villain in this piece. You know, right? And then and then he shoots Billy Drago's nuts off, like literally. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I guess yeah. this is the main guy. Yeah, I guess Billy Drago's not gonna have the part I thought he was gonna have. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even have his parts, so you know what I'm saying? That's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I'm so, gonna yeah. avoid snorting on this podcast. Just that's why. I know yeah. we have a new mission. Get cat. <laughs> so, but I thought that he did. He just oozed creepiness from the very beginning when he shoots all those people on the boat. When he, like Kathy mentioned, jam that straw up that hooker's nose, and you know, <laughs> just oh. But he also. Kathy, I think you also mentioned the scene where he's sitting at the picnic table with his folks, just kind of like calmly explaining how he's going to mm-hmm. bring America to its knees and, and actually goes about doing it. And really, the only thing that's his downfall, again, you know, I guess common theme here of obsession is his obsession with Hunter. And he's so afraid of him that he puts his whole mission at risk just to get rid of this one man, which actually has the opposite effect of what he intended so that was kind of which i was curious about that is that i felt like i was missing part of the story is that from another movie have they been in another movie together with some backstory that i'm missing there was like a flashback scene at the beginning where they were on an old mission together because i got confused by that too i was like wait what's going on here and yeah there was like a quick flashback but it didn't i don't know it didn't make the mark that maybe it should have well, I think, again, you know, as I was looking at the trivia, it said that there is much more of a backstory mm, here that true, just true. got cut and left behind. Mm. They had planned a sequel, which was going to be a sequel slash prequel that just never occurred because Chuck Norris wasn't interested in doing it at that point. So I guess the answer is yes, there is a backstory there, but we just don't know what it is. Mm. <laughs> Well, let's just go ahead and score these villains. Jason, what do you score the villainy of Kong Skull Island, which is kind of Samuel L. Jackson and a big lizard? At the risk of being unoriginal, I gave it a seven as well. Samuel L. Jackson, whether you look at him as a hero or a villain, really kind of carries this piece. And then the lizard was pretty cool, too. So seven. (laughs) 
no match game for the same reason I had problems with scoring for the heroes is with the villains. It's kind of nebulous. And I mean, for part of the movie, Kong's the villain when he's killing soldiers. But then again, he's just defending. It's confusing. So I gave it a six. <laughs> Let's move over to Invasion USA where things are a little more cut and dry. What did you give Rostov? I thought Rostov did a wonderful job. I mean, especially when you have to go up against Chuck Norris. And this is the 80s. So, you know, we're not going to get a physical matchup here. But I thought that he just kind of oozed creepiness, was coldly calculating, and then also had this weird and wonderful tendency to fly off the handle sometimes. <laughs> so I ended up with a seven for him as well. Match game number three. I also scored him a seven. And let's load up that sniper's bullet. What are you going to do with your sniper's bullet? I might surprise you is what I might do. <laughs> oh, did you like Richard Lynch best as the villain? I do have two points to make. Okay. First rule to take out your enemy is to stay and make sure they are dead when you blow up the mm. swamp cabin. Correct. That's <laughs> true. That's a good point. Yep. Even the armadillo survived that attack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that, but you're right. <laughs> but for a villain to just randomly go to a neighborhood and just blow up a cul-de-sac <laughs> of houses... With the Christmas tree and the kids in the front yard? Yeah, my bullet's going to Richard Lynch. We're going right. Invasion USA, that one. All right, that is the end of my villain round. Prepare to meet Kali in hell. All right, I guess that makes it my turn, and we're going to talk about overall spectacle. How engaging is the film overall? We're talking the visual stuff, you know, the stunts, the effects, the cinematography. We're talking about the audio stuff, the sound effects, the score, soundtrack. Let's go ahead and kick it off with Kong Skull Island, and we'll start with Kathy this time. Oh, this may be a minute. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Incredibly beautiful movie. The cinematography was insane. My absolute favorite scene, well, there's two. One the whole helicopter scene at the very beginning of the movie, the mm-hmm. way they do the above camera and when they do the slow-mo on the helicopter blades slowing down. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Gorgeous. But then my second part is when they finally realize who Kong is and he's standing there in that orange sunset mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. flames and then the couple of helicopters going towards him. Oh my gosh, it was just, it was incredible. Loved Absolutely. it. Loved it. Loved it. All right. All right. What did you think, Jared? Overall spectacle for Kong. Well, I told you already, one of the most memorable scenes for me was when Samuel L. Jackson and Kong go literally eye to eye in a scene that totally depicts that neither one of these is going to back down moment. And just like Kathy said, just the way it's shot, the way the colors they use. This is a spectacle movie from head to toe. This movie is spectacle. So it will get a very strong score from me. All right, let's move it over to uh, Invasion USA. And Jared, we'll start with you this time. What did you think of the spectacle there? I was rather impressed, to be honest with you, because, again, I'd never seen it before. And so, I, you know, it's canon films, so, you know, there's a budget involved. And it's Chuck Norris in 80s camp. But, man, it's one of those movies where I really feel like they got every dime on the screen. You know, there was a lot of hot action hot pace stuff a lot of things blowing up a lot of extras all those soldiers and stuff like that they had at the big battle at the end 
there was a lot going on and it all looked really good. I, again, I feel like it's one of those movies that had a lower budget, but it managed to get everything on the screen. So it definitely, once the pedal went down to the metal for the action, it never relented, never once relented. So uh, it'll also get a decent score from me. Yeah, I'll just add on there. I was really surprised. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time and I couldn't remember. And I was thinking, Ah, this being a canon film, there's probably not going to be this big battle at the end. They just kind of teased us with all these guys, and then they send them all over the U.S., so it's really just going to be Chuck Norris against a few guys. But no, man, they <laughs> they had a brawl for it all there at the end. And I was like, this was pretty impressive. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Kathy, what did you think? There were lots of tanks. You're welcome. Lots and lots of tanks, which, you know, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> But more importantly, lightning from Big Trouble in Little China was in this movie. So that's enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) I did not make that connection. I'm a fan. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Very good. Very good. I'm like, he looks really familiar. I'm like, holy cow, it's lightning. I I had the whole he looks familiar thing, but I never pieced the puzzle together. That is, yep. Very good. Very good. don't have imdb open whenever you watch a movie like i do because i have to know what i've seen an actor in other than what i'm watching them in nice good 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 all right well let's score them up jared spectacle for kong skull island what are you giving it it's dang near perfect and dang near perfect gets a nine it's a really strong nine for me nothing to say but match game felt exactly the same way all right what about Invasion USA, what did you give it? For a canon film, this is high compliments. <laughs> it got a strong seven. I thought the spectacle was really good. Once again, match game. I thought the same thing. I was Like I said, I was pleasantly surprised at the end. I was like, holy cow. Oh, this is where they put the budget. <laughs> right here. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, is. All right. So we match game both of those, but uh, there's still one more round in the chamber, and that round belongs to... Kathy, Kathy, who's getting it? I will give props to Invasion USA for lots of rocket launchers, lots of tanks, lots of squibs. Is that what they're called? All those holes in the walls when they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But there is no way it's beating Kong Skull Island for (laughs) overall spectacle. (laughs) Fair enough. I can't disagree with that. And technically, those were light anti-tank weapon system or laws. Oh, oh, we'll Are have more you? to say about that. I think Jason and I both are going to have more to say. About yeah, more to follow. <laughs> Don't judge me. No, you're doing, <laughs> no, no, you're doing great. We're judging this film is what we're mm-hmm. judging. <laughs> All right. Well, that closes out my scene for overall spectacle. Jared, it's to you. All right. It's time for round five. Nobody's bitch. Round five is best action scene. If you're going to be on action film face off, you better have a good action scene. And man, I feel like we have a smorgasbord in front of us here for both of these films. So we pretend like this is my round, but it's really Jason's time to be clever and rattle off the action scenes that he noted. And we will then pick our favorites and then scores will be given. You all know how this works. Jason, what action scenes do you have for us from Kong Skull Island? Came up with six. Kind of started off, I think the first big action scene is the one where they encounter Kong for the first time in the helicopters. Uh, we all <laughs> talked about that one. So good. We, uh, we could probably stop there if you want. But <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. enough to, you know. Yeah, I try to think of a clever line for that, but I think Chapman said it best when he said, 
Is that a monkey? <laughs> That's what it's called. I love monkey? how many times somebody, even Tom Hiddleston, he's like, I don't know what that was. I'm like, it's a giant gorilla. How do you not know what that was? <laughs> is that a monkey? I just like how calm he was when he said it. He's like, is that a monkey? <laughs> So the second one I thought was the scene when they're going through the jungle, walking out, and then those oh. giant tree creatures oh. start stepping on them. So cool. I called them the bamboo spider. Yeah. That's a good – I should have used you for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I called it Mind the Step. Mind the oh. Step. I like bamboo spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Third one I called out was when Chapman's at the lake and Kong saves him from the big giant squid. Oh, yeah. Uh, and fights that big giant squid. I called that one, Who Ordered Calamari? <laughs> All right. Good. So fourth one, this is the one where they have to go to the west. <laughs> go <through> the- <laughs> Don't go west, man. <laughs> I called that one, The Valley of Death or Fog of War. No. I like that scene, too. And then number five was Sam Jack versus Kong. I just called that one Man versus Ape. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth one is when Kong has to save him from the skull crawler and he takes the propeller from the ship and starts wailing on that skull crawler and everything in that big fight. I called that one Kong gets a screw loose. <laughs> I am curious where he learned how to pick up the tree and break it in half and use it like a baseball bat. But, you know. <laughs> that wasn't his first time. You could tell. <laughs> I thought for sure Kong Got Your Tongue was going to make an appearance on this list. <laughs> Boy, that would have been a good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got, that was all six, right? Yep, that was six. All right. We got all six. So at this point, we can all name our favorites and we, we don't have to put any scores on them or shoot any bullets just yet. We will get to that. Uh, is there any debate that him and the original helicopter fight is not the best action scene in this movie? Are we all going helicopter fight? Him squishing Samuel L. at the end, that was pretty good, too. But no, the opening helicopter scene is by far my favorite. All right, Jason? Yeah, I had to go with the opening helicopter scene as well. Although I thought the Valley of Death Fog of War was pretty cool when he's whipping out that samurai sword. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. All the little flying creatures. I thought that was yeah. cool. I'll yeah. agree with that. Great scenes all around. Not a bad one in there, but that initial helicopter fight was just <laughs> lit, as the kids say. Incoming! <laughs> Is that a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jason. Um, good luck breaking it down. I mean, do you have a scene in there called the second half of the movie? <laughs> well, I, this one was tough, but okay. So for Invasion USA, I didn't really count any of the, the scenes before the shopping mall. Because okay. there, there are some vignettes you talked about when he breaks the beer bottle with the guy. And, you know, there's the scene where they bad guys shoot up the cabin in the swamp. But really, the action starts taking off at the shopping mall. So I True. called that one Christmas shopping is murder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, I might have it out of order. But then there is the one where he gets into that gunfight with the bad guys that are dressed as the National Guardsmen. He ends up shooting those guys. And I called that one weak ass warriors. <laughs> oh, is that the that's the one where he's sitting in the Jeep and shoots through like through the door of the Jeep? Yeah. Or the truck, whatever. Yeah, uses those <laughs> max. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we kind of start getting off onto these individual little vignettes. 
So there's the scene where the bad guys try to put the bomb in front of the church. Mm-hmm. Then Chuck Norris ends up saving them, and that scene where he's like, "Didn't work, did it? Now it will." So I called <laughs> I called that one uh, "Praise Chuck from Whom All Blessings Flow." <laughs> the next one is the school bus scene when they're driving the school bus. Uh, the bad guys put the bomb on the bus, and Chuck Norris takes the bomb off and then puts it on the bad guys and then it blows up. I called that one timing is everything. And then finally, basically the last scene where there's Chuck Norris fighting everybody in the cubicle office while there's a big armor slash gun battle going off outside. I called that one. Don't bring an armored car to a tank fight. (laughs) Or despite all my rage, I'm still just going to die like a rat in a cubicle maze. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do with you? All right. No, that's a lot. Okay. That is a lot. I'm going to tell you right now, I like the shopping mall fight quite a bit, especially when they grabbed old girl and drove around with her outside the car for like a half hour. (laughs) I know. I was like, that stunt lady earned her money on Mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was a big fan of the mall fight. Kathy, what was your favorite? I'm going to say when he's shooting at the neighborhood. No, Jason, Jason didn't include it, but that's oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was it's like a, I mean, we were all engaged watching the heck out of it. So that's okay, legit. But I guess, well, there was no. It was one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I will make a comment about the shopping mall scene, though. It's like nowadays, someone running from a package like that would be way suspect. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are on the lookout for that kind of thing. <laughs> that was fun. That was kind of funny. I was chuckling because that guy was like trying so hard to get away. <laughs> that guy's trying to be a sure, good Samaritan. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, these days nobody would be at the shopping mall. <laughs> it's all right. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That on Amazon. I think I'm gonna have to go with the end scene. The That's a good one. Shooting up the building, whatever they were in. Oh, mm. you didn't include that one either. He did. Yeah, I did. Oh, you just, that was the one that was out of order. Okay. Yeah, don't bring an ar- armored car to a tank fight, or despite yes. all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cubicle maze. Because all this was going on simultaneously, <laughs> so it was hard to really break it yes. apart. that's my favorite. All right. I went the Kathy route with that one. I did, don't bring an armored car to a tank fight, or despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cubicle maze. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's go back and score these. We all love the helicopter scene the most from King Kong. Jason, scale of what, nine or ten? I think those are your two choices. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a nine. So did I. Match game. All right. I like the mall scene. You liked the in battle scene from Invasion USA. You like the in battle scene to the tune of? I liked it to tune of an eight. It was more than I expected. Match game again. I was really pleased with that mall scene. I gave it an eight. So Kathy just has to decide which movie had the better action scene and award her point. I think we all know where this is going to go. Kong for the win. Kong for the win. (laughs) And that is the end of round five best action scene. Only one thing left to do as far as rounds go. Jason. Is that your best? Well, all we got to do is the deduction round. We're going to take some rounds off for the ridiculous start with kong skull island jared are you taking any points away from kong skull island absolutely not in fact i'm almost tempted to give it a bonus point for the little 16 millimeter footage of john Mm. c Riley's character making it back to his family 
this is not weepy eyed face off, but if it was, I would give it an extra point for that because it chokes me up every time. But no, I will be taking no points away from Kong Skull Island. Will you, Jason? Yes, I'm going to take a point away from Kong Skull Island for the same scene. Uh, because, <gasps> because John C. Riley's character goes home and roots for the Cubs. Ah. Everybody knows he should be rooting for the Dodgers. Come on, man. No, I'm teasing. No, I love that scene, too. I, I've got nothing to take away from Kong. All right. I've got some other things to say about Invasion USA, but I'll let you go first, Jared. I I have a feeling we might be covering some of the same material. You know, yeah, ultimately I was very forgiving of it because it is a canon 80s action film, and you can't be too demanding on that. But here at Action Film Face-Off, we do take our military weaponry seriously. And yeah, there's no reloading of laws rockets. There are one shot, one kill item. And that dude just like, woof, woof, woof around that neighborhood. As if that thing has an unlimited amount of rockets is a one-shot use weapon. It does not work that way. If they had gone out of their way to show him, you know, kind of picking up additional rocket launchers from the bed of the truck, I could have given it to him. But I can't let it slide minus one for that's not the way laws work. Jason. Now you nailed it. I was trying to be forgiving of that scene. I told myself, well, maybe he has a cache of laws in that truck and his buddies just handed him the next one. We don't see it off camera, Uh but then part of that, they clearly showed him fire the same one twice. Like it's still smoking and he fires it again. And I was like, "Ah, I can't let it go. Can't let it go. (laughs) I will say though, that that invading army also, I'm not taking points off of it, but I noticed that they saved a lot of money on sleeves. Uh, they didn't, didn't invest in <laughs> right. sleeves for their yeah. yeah, yeah. You would have fit right in. You would have been like, "Oh, it's you for this invasion." <laughs> You'd be like, "Slap me up!" I, you know, I almost let this I movie break even. I, I'm ultimately not. It gets its minus one. But man, I gotta say, the whole cocaine straw up the nose to shoot the nuts <laughs> off to chucking her out the window which all happens in the span of about four seconds has got to be one of the greatest one, two, three, four punches in movie history. Like you don't see that coming. And you're just like, that is an absolutely like you have to hit rewind. If you're still watching it on VHS, you can't hit rewind or skip back. Like did, did I just see what I, think I saw? Well, I mean, Billy Drago was like the Mark Strong of the 70s or 80s. You see him in the movie. And it's like, oh, there's the villain. Like this is going to be the villain of the movie. And I was like, Oh, I guess not. <laughs> you know, Drop so the nose. Was, nut shot, nut shot. Tuster yeah. out the window. <laughs> I was like, he didn't just wow. shoot the cat. He like pulled his drawers out, put the gun down. <laughs> just started, it was, like, it was nuts. Like, oh, all right, Kathy. Now the sniper is usually done at this point. You don't have any points to give or, or take away, but if you have any grievances, you want to air, you may air any grievances at this time. Other than Chuck Norris's chest hair, which I think we covered. Pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a fan. <laughs> we didn't discuss how the uh, Invasion USA is even more proof that if you have sex in a horror movie or obviously an action movie, you're going to die. Yeah, especially on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was having a heck of a good night. I know, right up, up till, till a point. point. Yeah. No one has even commented on the one best line that Chuck Norris gives in the movie. Did y'all not write it down? Illuminate us, Kathy. I'm going to hit you with so many rights. You're going to ask for a left? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're so right. 
You should plus one. Uh, break even. <laughs> that, was, that was a good line. That was a great line. That. Good point. Good point, Kathy. You yeah. saved the whole show. Wow. Thank you. How did we forget that? All right. That's the end of our official rounds. Okay, folks, don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home. We do that for you here at Action Film Face-Off. And oh, by the way, your match game count was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches, Jason. Seven out of ten. Oh, boy. You guessed seven. You guessed right for match game. These movies were in our wheelhouse. Yes, sir. Now, looking at the judges' scorecards, the winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off with a score of 83 to 71. Ooh. Kong Skull Island. Oh, man. Jason liked it a little more. Then it got those point bumps from Kathy. Kathy ended up spending four points on Kong Skull Island and one on Invasion USA. And I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. So it really did kind of sway the voting. It was already, I think, leaning towards Kong Skull Island once Jason and I's scores got revealed, and then Kathy really pushed it over. So 83 to 71, Kong Skull Island. No monkeying around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to Kong Skull Island. Now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen ninety-six, And I will bring a film from... Choose Your Destiny. Nineteen eighty. What will those films be? We'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening, Dave. Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weasel Skull Albrecht, and you can find me on social media at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrecht on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Kathy, if people want to chat with you, like I know Jason and I do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to come over you? here and watch this Chuck Norris four-pack with me. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, I am Kathleen424. On Twitter, I am AUKathy2418. And on Facebook, I'm Kathleen Bright, B-R-I-G-H-T. You heard it here, folks. Come like my tweets, please. <laughs> Come like my tweets. And my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's where to find Kathy, and she's been such a good sport, and we want to thank you for joining us. And you did an outstanding and wonderful job. Thank you very much. I had an amazing time. Hopefully, it gets an invite back. I'm thinking so. Spider sense tingling. Yep, mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. All right. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much all your finer podcatchers and some of the scruffier ones as well. You can also check us out directly at www.longboxcrusade.com. If you'd like to send us a question or a comment or just be part of the conversation about these films, hit us up on social media. We have our own account, which is at AFFO Podcast. 
or you can go directly to the Long Box Crusade, and that's at Long Box Crusade, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Lots of places you can chat with us. If you want to interact with us via live chat, be entered to win some free stuff in our raffles. Join us on our next episode of Doing It Live Stream on YouTube, second Sunday of every month, 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Just head over to YouTube, search Longbox Crusade, give us a subscription, and we'll see you there in the chat. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. Until next episode, keep your head down. And your knuckles up. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. Tell me we all weren't thinking the same thing when that girl comes out. She's like, yeah, I guess he's putting the star on this tree. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have how many of these? 60 something? No, this, well, for this particular one, 32 under your belt. Yeah, you think we'd have it. (laughs) (laughs) Know what we were doing. All right. Jared was like, oh, just go listen to the one with Delvin. I'm like, that did not help. That just only made me feel worse <laughs> why Dublin sucks all right do I have to read anything hold on 32 episodes he still doesn't know what things I said we have a woman here <laughs> busting out hacks every 10 seconds I just didn't know what to, to be honest I had no idea what it was that's why I'm laughing I, I get it now <laughs> I just thought they were brilliant. Uh, I got accessorized.